0: Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by It's Untamed Beauty. What is It's Untamed Beauty? It is a lifestyle. It is about sexuality, self-love, self-care, good vibes, energy cleansing. That is everything in one place. You got waist beads, crystals, sage, everything that just make positive stuff happen. So go to com. use COCO10 to receive 10% off of your entire order. And I love my waist beads. I love being able to live in a positive space because I use my sage and crystals to, you know, manifest the things I want in my life. So Go ahead, Coco 10, it's untamedbeauty.com. what's up guys this is your girl Coco and I want to welcome you to another episode of Kiki and with Coco. If you are new to the show let me just give you a quick rundown of what it's about. Basically I have my friends come on the show and we kiki about whatever the topic of the episode is and we talk about life in general with an emphasis on relationships and so you get the vibe that like you just sitting with your homegirls or you sitting with your guys and you having a drink you know you know how y'all kick it or whatever so that's what this is and you know thank y'all for tuning in this week this week i have britney with me Brittany, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself sure thank you so much Juan, for having me um When
1: people ask me to introduce myself, that's always kind of weird to me, but the first (laughs) thing I like to say is, like, I'm an Aquarius, so whatever... (laughs) Whatever you think about an Aquarius is absolutely true for me. So uh, I am an Aquarius. I do love everything that involves like sense of sight. So I like being artistic. I like decorating. I like putting outfits together. I just love beautiful things and beautiful places. Um, I work at a therapeutic residential facility in Chicago. Um, I direct their education department. I've been there for about nine and a half years. Love it. Love what I do. Um, I love what I do because I love teenagers, first of all, which people are like, oh, where you want to work with teenagers? I love them. Um, And I love giving back to the community and bettering the lives of Black kids. I'm super passionate about that. So it's almost like the perfect job for me. So that's a little bit about myself.
0: Well, I think that was a good intro. And what I can say about wanting to help the community, wanting to work with teenagers I can wholeheartedly agree with you because once I'm done with my with my current career that is my that is what I'm anticipating to do as well is to work in the community and you know work with the youth because I just feel like it's not enough people out there trying to help guide these kids and Absolutely. You know, sometimes I feel like, you know, I'd be surprised to even think of myself as an adult. You know what I'm saying? Because I just feel like it wasn't that long ago Mm -hmm. that we was them same kids, you know? Mm -hmm. But then when you think about it, you'd be like, damn, it's been a long time. But, Mm -hmm. you know, just being appreciative that there were people um, in our school and stuff like that that were beneficial to helping us wanting to do something better, then just kind of stick around the city and do whatever was going to happen, you know?
1: Absolutely. And representation matters. I think people really lose sight of that. Black kids need to see Black people loving them, protecting them, Um, need to see them in power. They need to see them doing things that they feel like they want to do so they can get that same trajectory for their own lives. So it's definitely important. We need more Black people. We need more Black men in social work for sure.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah. So, men, if y'all want to help in the community, you may not necessarily want to be a social worker, mm-hmm. but find some kind of way to get involved in like a big brother program, programs at the YMCA, wherever they're offering something to help young black kids. Like, we need to be getting involved.
1: Yes. Yes, please, please do. I have, a lo- I have I work with all boys. I used to work with all girls. Now I work with all boys. And the, the few Black men we have at the campus, we probably have three or four. When I say they cling to them, they cling to them. Because it's almost like this dire need, something they're not getting at home, something they're not getting in their community, and they see a positive Black man, and they're so motivated by that. So please, Black men, please get out there
0: and do your part. Yes. Um, and even like just being a teacher, I know, I, like, I feel like while I was, you know, going through school or whatever, I can only recall having uh, maybe less than a handful of men teachers and black men teachers, mm-hmm. um, you know, in that respect or whatever. So I definitely think it's important that young boys see men in those type of roles as well and not just women. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And they need to know that it's okay for men to be, to be helpful, to be vulnerable, you know, because we, we grew up as black, well, black men grow up with an image of that. That's not okay. You know, so to be able to see that is, is life changing for a lot of them. So,
0: Yep. So, you know, that is Brittany and we're going to go ahead and roll into the drink with cocoa this week. The Drink With cocoa is a lemon drop martini, and this was recommended by Brittany.
1: I love a good (laughs)
0: martini, so, you know, I'm definitely here for it. So, is this what you order when you, like, just out and about, or... Yeah, I try to order when I'm out and about.
1: Sometimes I'll look at the restaurant and be like, "Uh, would they have a good lemon drop or not? I don't know. Uh, But yeah, I I love me a good lemon dropper. I think it's classy. I think it's timeless. And it it doesn't do too much. You know, it won't get me too, you know, out there. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like, I'm I'm chilling.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so it's a good refreshing drink or whatever. So I would definitely say, Go ahead, try it out, guys, and when you do, let me know how you feel about it, um, especially if you haven't had it before or if you, like, know how to make it with some type of twist that would make it better, but just the ingredients to this drink, it is two ounces of vodka, and I just assumed two ounces is two shots, so two shots of vodka, an ounce of simple syrup, and a tablespoon and a half of lemon juice. So go ahead, try that out and let me know how y'all feel about it. And so we going to move over into the word on the street this week. And, you know, typically I try and stick to like one or two topics for this um, situation. And so I do have two topics to talk about this week. So first we going to talk about Kanye West and his run for president. So my thoughts on Kanye West running for president, I just feel like we would put ourselves in another situation where and we would put ourselves in the same situation situation we're in now. Basically, with someone who is not qualified for the job. And yes, you can surround yourself with people who are knowledgeable, but at the end of the day, I want somebody who at least has some type of knowledge, working knowledge of how government works. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I think we
1: have to look at it as our jobs and our professions. Would you want someone running the company that you work for with absolutely no prior experience whatsoever in the field that you're working in? Like, how would you feel? Would you feel protected? Would you feel safe? You know, would you feel like things are going to be done that need to be done in the agency that you work for? Like, how would you, and think about that country as you're, as, like nationally, you know, you're allowing someone to run a country with no prior experience. What is that going to look like? Oh, it's going to look like how the past four years have looked like for us. Mm-hmm. So
0: yeah, I'm I'm not for yay one run, running for president. I'm sorry. And then I think I saw some recently or within the past couple of days, it's come out that Kanye has been diagnosed with bipolar disorder. And mm-hmm. to me, I, I have I don't think that anybody who has a mental illness is not able to have a successful life outside of their illness as long as they're taking the proper steps to mitigate the issues and to really try and control what it is that they have going on. And so to me, at this point in time, because Mm -hmm. he is so mentally unstable, I also could not see myself voting for him either, despite the fact that he don't have no experience in government anyway. But Mm -hmm. this situation alone makes me feel like you too unstable and we don't need that. And I know somebody was saying that like, you know, we treat people with mental disorders, you know, a certain kind of way and here this man is, you know, trying to do something great. Yeah, he's trying to do something great, but in the same time, it's tainted. Until he get himself situated and get his illness under control, mm-hmm. I couldn't see myself asking for him to manage my goddamn appointment schedule. Right. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. absolutely and see the thing with bipolar is bipolar is literally a chemical imbalance in the brain Mm -hmm. so in that way it's nearly unavoidable by that definition alone Mm -hmm. um Six million people do have the disease, so I think it's more common than I think maybe we know or that we've learned about in the past. But I think the issue with Kanye West is there's a stigma that we all know comes with bipolar disorder, and that's largely why people don't get help. They don't get the help that they need. They, they're owning off their medication. And that's what's happening with Kanye, obviously. I think Kanye needs better people in his life and in his circle to hold him accountable Mm -hmm. because the thing with having a mental health disorder is that you need that. You need that support more than the regular person. You need someone who is going to, who is not afraid of you. Who's going to say, Hey babe, you need to do this. Or you need to do that because you're having a manic episode and that's what he's having. Mm -hmm. He's having a manic episode. And I think people need to understand that that's a part of the disease. However, it is controllable when you do what you need to do you know what i'm saying right. there are there are some biological factors that cause the disease of course but there's also some situations that trigger the symptoms so emotional or sexual abuse um the breakdown of a relationship or death of a loved one his mom right, right. i was like Every,
0: he ain't been right
1: uh, yeah ever since his mom and everyone says ever since his mom passed he has not been right the probability of kanye having bipolar um before his mom passes extremely high however it, th- that triggered his symptoms so of course if something's going to trigger his symptoms no one's helping him manage those mm. no one's holding him accountable for his medication he's going to do these type of things and if he becomes president absolutely if there's no one there to hold him accountable those type of things will continue do right. we want someone like that as president that's not responsible biologically i don't think so you know
0: I feel like we already have a narcissist. We don't. Absolutely. <laughs> I feel like him being a president would just take his ego to a whole nother level. Yes. 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 Do not vote for Kanye people. <laughs> like we don't need this.
1: <laughs> we absolutely do not. I, I, I've seen memes on on Facebook and I it said that um I think America just needs to be single for a few years and figure herself out. and then get a president maybe four years down the line because I think the choices that we have are just is I don't know if it's the worst we we, you know I've only been able to vote for what mm, since I was 18 so not that many years I guess but Mm -hmm. these choices now are just I'm looking like is this it we don't have anybody else (laughs) we don't have anybody that's coming in late you know so Mm -hmm. it's just like this him adding this to the now Kanye says some very controversial things when he's in his manic episodes um and phases but sometimes the things that he says are debatable things like people are like well there's some truth to it some validity to it it might be but the way that Kanye brings Mm -hmm. it it's not okay like in Mm -hmm. in in any way shape or form even if it's even if it's a debatable topic So that's someone I wouldn't want, to be honest with you, running running the country.
0: I just, so what I will say, and, you know, I I kick myself in the butt every time I think about it, but I didn't vote last election because I was just like, well, I just don't know which one to pick. Right. And they both don't sound like good options, but, (laughs) you know, I feel like at this point, we definitely need to get, number 45 out this one yeah. two. I think we and even if it is like you don't vote for Joe Biden like whoever is insert as an independent like maybe we need to put our focus on what it is that that person is doing mm-hmm. and really just weigh our options but not voting is not an option
1: it's not it's absolutely not an option. People need to vote 100 days. 100 days. I think we're at the 100 day yeah, mark. Yeah, we're at
0: the 100 day mark.
1: Um, Until it's time to vote. So people need to get registered, need to do what they need to do. It's all type of free registration like drives. And just because people are really, really serious about this particular election, take
0: advantage. Yes. um, I know I registered to vote. I got my information because I told them it's best to just hit me up through the email. But, you know, I got my, in- my information on the email. I will be voting this year, so get out and vote. Don't vote for Kanye, <laughs> really look <laughs> at what people stand for. <laughs> yes, yes, research.
1: People are on Facebook and online all day and won't utilize it to research. Research the people, research their, what their agendas are. If it aligns with yours, then
0: go with that person, but please do not vote <laughs> for Kanye. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then, you know, moving on from Kanye, I feel like we about to talk about another controversial celebrity or whatever, Um mm-hmm. uh, Nicki Minaj, we all saw that Nicki Minaj posted this week that she is pregnant. I think it is something that she has wanted for such a long time and now it's happening. So, you know, congratulations are in order for her. Um, but the controversial part for me is that the person she has chosen to make a life partner.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's a sex offender. He is a a registered sex offender. One thing, first things first, definitely congratulations to Nicki Minaj, 37 years old. I wouldn't care if she was 47 years old. Mm -hmm. The thing with black women and infertility is such, is such a, uh, not even, it's not even a small percentage, that's a lot. I think it's not represented well. People think that black women don't struggle with infertility issues, and so it's not talked about. So anytime I see a woman who possibly struggled with that or has some instances with that become pregnant, I'm instantly happy because mm-hmm. it, as a community, it's something that we just do not shine a light on. Um, and so a lot of black women suffer in silence. So just congratulations to Nikki Minaj for, I don't care how old she is, she's having her child, and she's happy, and hopefully, she has a healthy baby.
0: Yes, definitely,
1: her husband. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is this lady's husband now. We're not. We're not talking about a boyfriend or a baby daddy. We are talking about a husband. So uh-huh. I did, and uh, we did. I did look up Mr. Kenneth Petty. Um, is his last name. Um, and he was sixteen when he caught this case. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, there are opposing stories. The girl says, you know, he. Raped her, and um, you know he's saying, and Nicki Minaj are saying
0: uh, he was in a
1: relationship with this girl, and I don't understand how the re- I don't know I don't understand how it became this case if they were so called in a relationship or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and they were close and they were close in age. I think maybe fifteen yeah. and sixteen, so it wasn't like he was eighteen with a fourteen or sixteen year old or something like that. It was it, nice. They were close in age. So it's not even a statutory case. So I'm confused. <laughs>
0: but the fact to me that it was even charged as an assaulted, uh, attempted rape assault or whatever, um, I feel like that goes back to the concept of even if you are in a relationship, that doesn't entitle you right. to sexual interaction with somebody.
1: You right. know what I'm saying? And maybe
0: they were in a relationship and on that day she wouldn't feel it.
1: Right. Right. And that's what I'm saying is like, cause I, I, I talk about that a lot too with husbands, with the fact of husbands, even not even in a relationship, husbands feeling entitled to uh, their wife, you know, and mm-hmm. what that means. Oh, this is my wife. I can have sex with her. No, you know, if she doesn't want to have sex, she doesn't want to have sex. So same go for wife, girlfriend, whatever. I don't know the details of the case, but it sounded pretty violent based off the girl's mm-hmm. description. And that's, uh, it's problematic.
0: So, But um, the fact that he even did prison time for it, mm -hmm. to me, make me feel like it happened. Right. (laughs) In
1: in some shape or way, form, closer to her perception of what happened than his. Right. Even if if all the details are not aligned, it, it, it happened closer to what she said than what he's saying. Exactly. So, um... So yeah, the case itself, mm, I have no idea what really went on there, but he is a sex offender. He has to legally register and that's what he went to jail for that. Mm-hmm. Um he did not legally register as a as a sex offender when he moved to to Cali. Um I'm guessing with Nicki Minaj. So um
0: he will have to do that for the rest of his life. Yep. And to me, I just I feel like when you looking for a partner or whatever, mm-hmm. um, I mean a person's past is a person's past. But in the same token, that just don't sit well with me that Mm -hmm. you would mistreat a woman. You know what I'm saying? And then the fact that her brother is a pedophile. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's just like in my mind, Nikki, you don't, you know, you're not an advocate for women. Right. Right. You you just (laughs) not. Because You support your brother who is a pedophile. And I will tell this to anybody. I don't care if you was my daddy. If you raped a woman, if you hurt a child in any way, shape, form, or fashion, I'm done with you. Period. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that you still support your brother, you 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 just don't to me, you just don't care enough <laughs> about women.
1: hmm And it makes me wonder what she grew up in and what was normalized in her family exactly that makes her kind of numb because I think about it in the sense of domestic violence for my family was such a normal thing
0: mm-hmm.
1: it kind of makes you like if you see it like I never was a part of it in my own personal relationships but if I saw it or heard about it where somebody else in fact, I became kind of numb it wasn't like a shocking thing to me anymore it was you know I wasn't thinking like I was like whoa you know because mm-hmm. it was so normalized in my childhood that I became mm-hmm. somewhat numb to it. So I'm wondering if her family was like riddled with pedophiles or, you know, men who were just sexually aggressive, or even if she had her own experiences, I mean, I don't want to put that on her, but right. I'm wondering what desensitized
0: her to this subject. Right. That is kind of like, it, it's, it's almost saying that she's sending the message that it's okay. Right. Um, which leads me to, but like you said, it's, something that's happened in her life that has kind of normalized this. And so mm-hmm. um, she is accepting this with the person that she's chosen as a partner. Absolutely. Um, and I can only say that I hope and wish that he is not being this way with her and that this is not a way that she accepts love. Um, Absolutely. Because honestly and truly I feel like, girl, you could have stayed with Safari. At least Safari know how to go with <laughs> Absolutely,
1: but again, like I said we don't I worked with sex offenders I was I did group counseling with sex offenders and a lot of them uh, normalized it through their own family experiences. Mm-hmm. A lot of them normalized a lot of the men were raped as, as children themselves and so once they got older and they were able to take that power back, this was their way to do so was to unfortunately uh, molest the child. You know, and so uh, that then, so when I see someone normalizing it or being desensitized to it, I'm always, instead of judging, I try to turn on my trauma brain to be like, okay,
0: what happened to yeah. them
1: that they think that this is okay?
0: Mm-hmm. And in this, in this form and in this environment, I, I can use my own biases to, you know, drive a conversation. But if I were to be in a room, with one of these types of people, I think I could definitely listen to their story and try and figure out, you know, what it is that made them the way that they are. Mm -hmm. And I think in instances, I I don't know if it's like court mandated that these people go to like group sessions or if it's at some point in their life, maybe they realize this, you know, what they did was wrong. Uh and want to be in these environments but definitely try and help to rehabilitate them and put them on a healthy path.
1: Absolutely. People used to be like, why are you working with sex offenders? I said, and if we don't, who will? Mm -hmm. And and they will continue to reoffend. You know, um, and 100 percent of them, trust me, were court mandated. No one just walked in and was like, "Yeah, I need help." But in, in <laughs> the in, in the sense of it, though, I, I appreciated that the court the court mandate offered therapy as a service because that's what's needed. If, if we don't get to the root of the issue, we can't fix the issue. So, okay. um, absolutely, absolutely, we we need. I mean, and you always have your thoughts about it because you've you've been told or you've been kind of uh, all your life and this group of people are bad and this group don't be around this group of people, but listening to a lot of their stories, it they were re-traumatizing based off their own experiences mm-hmm. um, and what was normalized for them. Like I said, what, uh, we don't know what was normalized for Nicki Minaj um, as a child. Right.
0: This is true. Um, so again, like I said, congratulations are in order for her. I think any woman who becomes pregnant is a blessing. It is definitely Mm -hmm. something that I aspire to be able to experience one day. Um, So congratulations are in order. I also, you know, just hope that, you know, at this point in her life and at at this point in his life, that he has rehabilitated himself and that, Mm -hmm. you know, he is a good person to her because she deserves that.
1: Absolutely. every like every woman does that's trying and that's you know what I'm saying, trying to better herself and her family. Absolutely. So I hope that he is rehabilitating himself. I hope he realizes the wrong in his ways, um, took accountability and fully disclosed like, you know, this is what I did, this is what happened, because until he does that work, you know, it won't it will be one and the same kinda, you know?
0: Right. And so we are going to take a quick break before we jump into the hot cup of cocoa. Hey guys, this is Coco. If you're anything like me, taking care of your hair is very important. I recently started using a new hair care line called 312 Essentials. It is plant-based. There are no harsh chemicals and it stimulates growth. And as I mentioned, I just started using it, but... It brought so much moisture back into my hair. My curls were popping after I used the Moisture Plus shampoo and conditioner plus the healthy hair oil. Go check out 312essentials.com and use promo code SHOP312 and get 20% off of your first order. This is not something you want to sleep on. So go ahead, check it out, and do something nice for your hair. All right, guys. So now for the hot cup of cocoa. So as you've already heard, Brittany is a, works in the social. Social work, social work and mental, mental health and social
1: work. Yeah.
0: Okay. So that is the field that she works in. And basically this episode is, Uh, kind of like about biases that people have about pretty people, about pretty people not being smart. And I feel like Brittany is just like one of the most beautiful people ever. Thank you. (laughs) But I know she is like super smart and I know that she does a job. Like if you just met her, you wouldn't think this was a job that she would do. And so I wanted to, you know, wanted her to come on the show and talk about you know, how what it feels like to kind of just be viewed as a beautiful person, but still have brains to back it up. And, um you know, I know in the Black community, like when you growing up, you know, people always say crazy things to you. Like, I remember being a kid and my grandma being like, you ain't as cute as your mama. Get your schooling. You know mm. what I'm saying? It's just like, what? Mm. Um, Being older and somebody telling me like, and I'm not even that dark of a person, saying stuff to me like, you know, you pretty for a dark skinned girl. And it's just like, so what?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) So what what are some of the things that you've heard growing up? Oh God. Where do I start? Um
1: (laughs) one, stay out the sun. Um you don't you don't want to get any darker. Um comparing like you know comparing children based off color so i had a cousin that i grew up with we're probably one year apart very close almost like sisters Mm -hmm. um my grandmother would get very very upset when she would take us both somewhere and people would just go crazy over her she was light-skinned her hair was curly her dad was mixed um and so she kind of looked like she looked like a mixed baby um and so that type of stuff I was introduced to very early of course at that age I didn't know <laughs> I didn't know what was going on I mean here right. she is pretty so I'm like hey okay my cousin is pretty mm-hmm. you know but I, I didn't see the difference or whatever yeah. and so um but growing up with that type of stuff pretty for a dark skin girl I think I heard that up until I, maybe I was about in my early 20s where people just stopped saying and just you know started calling me pretty or whatever um and then just the sexualization of of dark-skinned women. Um, everything is, um, you know, chocolate this and, you know, chocolate queen that and, you know, everything <laughs> is just around this sexualization and socialization around food and correlating that to dark skin women and and making it that's why it's acceptable, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm calling her a chocolate queen or a chocolate this and that, where it's just like it's okay, <laughs> you know, just to be just to be dark skinned and and just revel in that and be okay with that. So I think just overall hearing that throughout the years of my life definitely impacted me. I think negatively, mm-hmm. um, but I was able to, you know. In my family, there are lots and lots and lots of beautiful, beautiful, beautiful women um, of all different shades. And I think the dark-skinned women in my family that kind of exuded a lot of confidence really helped me. Even if in in the societal world, there was a different view. Yeah, or You know what I'm saying? Or there was a different narrative. The women that are closer to you, this is always why I tell people, be careful what they say around kids, because the people that are closest to you, if they constantly, constantly project something, that can cancel out what society is saying or what, you know, what's the norm or whatever the case may be, because you're getting a different message from the people that you love the most. So I think the confidence of the dark-skinned women in my family, um, really made me feel beautiful. The, the, you know, constantly telling me I'm beautiful, um, as a child, even if I wasn't necessarily getting that from society. Um, I always say they messed me up. I'm like, y'all messed, y'all messed me up. <laughs> y'all messed <laughs> me up. You know, like, um, and my dad, even to this day, he'll sit across from me and he'll be like, look at my baby. She's so oh, she's so pretty. And I'm just like, thanks, there, <laughs> you know. And it's just like that being you, those constant words of affirmation help me, but it's still a struggle. I mean, even with constantly getting those verse affirmations, I think people are shocked when I tell them I'm insecure too. Like I have insecurities too, girl. Mm. Um, you know, and I do. I really, really do. So I think it's a it's a struggle, but I think every day working to like combat some of those um, negative images or negative things that were told to me as a child or, or not even told to me, people don't always have to say things, um, for it to sit with you, you know, just doing things or, or, um, you know, having a way about yourself that, that projects that you're not pretty enough or you're not good enough can still have an effect
0: on you for sure. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, I think like one of the things I used to hear when I was younger from my own family and it's, it's it gave me a complex for a while. And then it kind of I'm not going to say it ever really went away, but uh-huh. um, they would always comment about my weight and being like, oh, you getting you getting chunky again you know what I'm saying? Or Uh, they'd be like, Oh, I see you getting back little again. You know, like it's, it's something that's constantly being brought up for me. And so for me, um, my weight has always been something that I've been self-conscious of. And I remember one time my mom came to visit me in Hawaii and you know, this don't come from a malicious place uh and like it comes from a place of concern, but Sometimes when you're already insecure about it, you know what yep. I'm saying, it comes off as you, you know, it comes off different uh, than what the person's intent was. But she said to me, she was like, you know, I didn't want to say anything when I was there, but I noticed you starting to get a little round and I got offended. And I was like, don't comment about my way ever again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I'm saying? And so... Um, It's definitely been, my weight has definitely been a touchy subject for me. And, um, you know, I've constantly just had to find ways to revalidate myself to be like, you know, okay, you put on a couple pounds. What, you know, like going through a cycle of questions, you know, to basically verify that I'm okay with where I'm at or just being like, okay, you need to change something up. Like, do you feel comfortable in the clothes that you wear? Uh And Do you feel like, you know, your appearance is not what you would like it to be? Okay, if you feel these ways, feel negatively about these questions, then what are you willing to do about it? Uh And so when that question always come up, when I ask myself that question, I'm kind of just always like, you know, okay, yeah, I'm ready to eat healthy. I'm ready to get in the gym. I'm ready to do what I need to do. And then I have those moments where I'm just like, I'm not ready. So Mm -hmm. therefore, I'm just not going to complain about it. Absolutely. You know, but because of how society is like, oh, you got to have this little waist, you got to have this fat ass and, you know, whatever, it just make you feel like, Ooh, my stomach is too big. Cause I tell anybody, I'd be like, if I could get rid of this stomach, everything else could stay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <You know? laughs>
1: Absolutely. Societal standards though, beauty is so crazy how they fluctuate and then people feel like, okay, they, they're not what they were in the nineties. But you know, right now, I'm still living in this time right now. So how do I kind of fluctuate to what the standards are right now? They're They're constantly evolving and changing. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are even differences among cultural, you know, among cultures about what's beautiful and what's not. But it's like, if we're constantly running after what this societal standard, we will never be happy with who we are because it is, it's going to be an evolving thing. You know, at first slim women used to be the thing, Like, you know, Mm -hmm. if you were slim and you, you know, not too much butt hips, whatever, whatever. People used to look at people with extremely large butts and, and hips as like, oh, like oh, she got too much going on. She needs to, you know, yeah. slim down. <laughs> you know, yeah. and now it's the complete opposite. You know, which as a slim woman that's been slender like all my life, that causes some insecurities for me because I'm always like, oh, I tell my boyfriend like, you know, um, what would you th- what? How would you feel if I had a bigger booty? Or do you think what? <laughs> do you think my body would be perfect? If my booty was bigger and he'd be like, don't he'd be like, no, don't like don't, like don't <laughs> ask me that. Like right. you know, one, you trying to catch me up and then two, he's <laughs> like, you know, he's like, he's like, your body is perfect, you know, the way that it is. But I still I struggle with that because if I if I go on so and and this is being a grown thirty-two year old, I should know better as woman. Mm -hmm. you know imagine what it does to a a child you know what I'm saying but going on social media you know seeing what's praised and what's not and you know who the you know seeing the influencers and the things like that kind of all that stuff impacts people and what they think they should look like you know Mm
0: -hmm. so yeah definitely um but like like you said like you know even though you know, those comments have come from my family. You know, my family has also been encouraging, you know, in in times where where I've not felt the most secure about myself. So Uh I can definitely appreciate that. And then, you know, of course I have my friends, they always willing to help me like, well, if you need somebody to go around with you or, you know, whatever, like I'm here for, you know, Uh so I can appreciate like having people in my life that's like, You know, we in this together, girl. Let's get it, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes, like, and I tell people on this show all the time, like, it's a reoccurring thing that, you know, you need other positive people in your life that are going to help you. You know what I'm saying? And not just because you my friend, but, you know, your family, your friend, your spouse, these should all be people that, you know, are riding for you like I what I can say about every man I've probably dealt with in my life when I've probably said something about my way it's been that I like you just the way you are you know and I'm
1: thinking to myself I'm like I'm gonna let her talk but what is she talking about I'm trying to think back to how I remember you and even seeing you in recent years or just seeing your social media I'm like hmm I don't see it but you know like you said if your family or people that you love are constantly giving you this you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. this image then it kind of distorts too your own image yeah you know cuz mm-hmm. I don't honestly I don't see I don't see anything wrong with your body I think it's I think it's so
0: cute and <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think yeah. so I I will say um I mean right now I'm probably at my heaviest but it's for me it's always just a matter of getting back into a routine of mm-hmm. being healthy and working out and stuff like that. So no my I mean my body ain't bad. You know what I'm saying? I can honestly say like I don't think I am fat by any means but it's not where I'm comfortable at. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not okay. as comfortable showing off my midsection. You know what okay. i uh, In this current moment, like when I go shopping right now, I ain't looking for crop tops. I'm looking mm. for what's going to cover up my stomach. <laughs> mm. You know? Okay. So I remember one time, uh, maybe about a year or so ago, my mom was like, Ooh, I bought you this cute little crochet outfit or whatever. I think it's going to be real cute. It's like a crop top. And I was like, I ain't going to wear it. And she mm. was like, Why not? I was like, I'm just not comfortable right now. She was like, "You pregnant?" And I'm like, "Girl, no. It's <laughs> <laughs> not comfortable right now, right, I mean? right?" But um, and and that's just me. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but like you said, when you feel like people expect for you to be a certain way, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it distorts you know your
1: know? own. It distorts your own image. You know. Mm-hmm. It distorts your own image
0: of what, what perfection
1: is, or, you know, what comfortability is, because you kind of, and you kind of have kind of ingrained this thought or notion of what people are, other people are saying that you love, you respect, you're close to, you know, so we kind of hold on to them, those people's
0: thoughts and opinions more so than anybody's. Exactly. But, um, so back to you know, your your job, so what what kind of degrees do you hold with your job?
1: Um, so I currently have a bachelor's degree in criminology, and then I have a master's degree in social work with a specialization in children and families.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, yeah. um, so did you like roll directly into your master's program or did you um, take a break in between?
1: Um, I took a small break to work, um, because I, oh, girl, I ain't got to like that. My family ain't got to like that. And I Um so, <laughs> I had actually, uh, th- that's when I started working at Mercy Home. I got my bachelor's degree in December. Um, I started working at Mercy Home in April and then, um, I went ahead and stayed there for a while. Um, just to get the experience. I was like, if I want to get my MSW, I need the experience. You know, everyone that was there that had MSW was like. That experience is gonna trump everything, you know, because you're gonna go to school. You're not even gonna know what they're talking about. You're not gonna know, um, you know, the definitions of or things that they're saying. And it made sense when I did get my master's degree. Um, and I was listening to the terminology and I was like, oh, okay, I've heard this at work, you know, and I was looking around the classroom and my peers and they were like, What What the are they talking about? <laughs> so I was, <laughs> I was helping a lot of people too that were, um, uh, kind of in, they were in different fields and you know, they had, it, some people had master's degrees in other areas, but they still didn't know what was going on in that social work degree. So I was grateful for that. So I did take off, um, and maybe like four years three four years then went back um got my master's degree full-time and worked full-time i actually have transitioned my job to an overnight job um Mm -hmm. and that was hell would not recommend but (laughs) i got it done i definitely got it done and then after i got my master's degree i started in the department that i'm in um not necessarily in this job and then just moved my way up within this department so
0: okay so um so, um, that sound like a lot of work. Like, I, I mean, I can understand and relate to having a full-time job and going to school at the same time. Um, cause I, and I, and it sound like you really put forth effort <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, into it. And so a lot of people, cause I'm finishing up my bachelor's degree, like I'll be doing my last class in, August, so finally finishing this up, um, you know, mm-hmm. just switching majors and then working full time and being like, should I need a break? But right. um, I'm good for a break. But everybody <laughs> like, <laughs> everybody like, I think you should roll right into your master's, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I'm probably not going to do that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And not because yeah. I don't want to, but for one, I need a break. hmm um, Two, I just feel like I BS my bachelor's degree a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, So in my capstone class, it's basically trying to go over everything I've learned throughout my program. And I'm just like, bruh, I can't remember what happened last week. How you gonna ask I took six years ago? Exactly. So um, I'm like, whenever I start my master's, I want to be in a place where I feel like I'm really going to dedicate myself to it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly.
1: One thing about that master's degree, you definitely have to be 100% in it. Mm -hmm. um because it requires so much of you this is this is not a it's not like a bachelor's because a bachelor's you do more general work and you kind of you kind of all over the place with what you're doing and what you're learning the concepts that you're learning a master's degree is so kind of like centralized and like focused that you need to be focused (laughs) on kind of like you know what you're doing and take that break and i think people do people say and do things about going straight into things. Um One, they might not even have the experience themselves or two, mm-hmm. that might've worked for them or whatever the case may be based off their life situations or what or the support that they have, but that's not everyone's
0: story, you know? Right. So, And I'm like, you know, this all goes back to, you got to know yourself. Yeah. You know? Um, and I just know me, I'm a yeah. you know, now I'm going to get it done. Don't get me wrong. But I am a procrastinator, and sometimes procrastination is not the best thing. It, I mean, it's never the best thing. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I I just know like I I do things at my own pace and my own time, and it's kind of like I'm gonna get it done. Just let me let me do what I feel I need to do in order to be my best self. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So um, so that's that's where I'm at with that. But like I said, looking at you, I'm I'm not exactly sure what kind of job I would think you would have. But <laughs> I, I would not look at you and be like, "Oh, you a social worker?" Mm-hmm. And I say this job because Brittany, she she traveling all the time. The girl <laughs> is bad. Like, nicest, all get out. You know what I'm saying? Like this this is just not the type of job i see you doing <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs>
1: you know what's so funny i made a comment on baller alert that got a lot of uh it was a, about being a social worker but it got a lot of likes and laughs and stuff like that maybe like 400 some people liked it. so of course once a lot of people like it it gets a lot of momentum so right. everybody was replying under it like you ain't no damn social worker like because <laughs> they can see my pages public so they can see my page they like you're a social worker and you know other people coming back like social workers can be fine too you know stuff like that but it just it put into perspective that ideal of like people do have when you think of a a career profession in your head, you do have an idea of what that person looks like, you know, and even even if we want to talk about, you know, uh, whether it be a gender or, you know, whatever the type, when you think about a chemist or something like that, I think about like an old white nerdy dude, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not necessarily thinking of a young black woman or maybe a young brown woman or anything like that. So I think we do have these kind of preconceived notions about one, what, being educated and you know what that looks like being pretty and kind of being what that looks like and also correlating that to careers um Mm -hmm. kind of who who should fit where and what and it's so funny even one of the kids at my job was like they call us by our first name which is which is fine it's the cultural norm at our job but he was like Brittany um you look like you would be like a, a Instagram uh, model or something. That's actually what he said to me. <laughs> and I was cracking up laughing. And the other, he's probably like 16, 17. And the other guys around him was like, yeah, she do." He was like, what's your Instagram name? I said, I'm not telling you what. Nanya. damn bitch. <laughs> Nanya. And he was like, uh-huh, that means she is one. That's why." <laughs> 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 that's why she won't tell me but it again it's the even with the younger people it's this notion of what somebody is supposed to look like in this particular field or in this particular um you know that has these this these accolades or these things how they should look mm-hmm. um, But yeah, girl, and I love what I do. I don't, I think if I had all the money in the world, I would still try to some way, (laughs) you know, be a social worker or be giving back to the community in some capacity. I just cannot see myself not doing this type of work. Mm
0: -hmm. Because I remember even when I joined the military, a lot of people was like, the military, what? (laughs) You? Your high maintenance ass? I'm like, what? (laughs) Yep.
1: Like, even exactly. my last
0: boss, like, it's it's a joke in my office. Like, oh, she too high maintenance for this. She too high class mm-hmm. for this. We know mm-hmm. she got Gucci bags and stuff. Like, <laughs> where I'm spreading these rumors and lies about me. Oh, right. <laughs> then, right. Like, I am just as down to earth and cool as any other person. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. No, absolutely. No, you have to put that out there. Because then if people have that certain image or perspective of you, how they treat you will reflect. Mm -hmm. So you definitely got to put your foot down and be like, no, that's not me. You know, that's what you think of me based off how I look. But -hmm. that's not
0: who I am, you know. Definitely. Um, So I know you travel a lot. What are some places that you've, I don't, I mean, nobody's really been able to do anything as a group. But uh, (laughs) what was the last (laughs) trip? The last
1: trip I took was to Cancun, Mexico, and it was absolutely beautiful and amazing. I, was, I look at pictures all the time and I'm like, damn, damn, damn. Um, but uh, that was the last trip I took. It was an all-inclusive resort. One thing I'll change, though, it was a family resort. No, no, no shame on the kids, but I just feel like it was a lot of kids there.
0: (laughs) And I was just like, okay. uh. I'm on the same page. Uh, (laughs) I did a cruise one time going to the Bahamas and not realizing there were different types of cruises, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So I booked this this cruise because I was like, you know, at the time it was like a last minute thing. So I was like, it ain't that expensive. You know, it's going to be a good time. And it's all these families and couples. I'm like, where is the meaning? I did not come here for this.
1: Exactly. So I probably won't do a family resort anymore. All adults meet, please. But. I definitely love doing all inclusives I don't know I just like the idea of you know everything is already paid for so you just eat what you want drink what you want mm-hmm. um, and you just you chill out your own vacation you know you don't got to worry about carrying credit cards and cash everywhere I do carry cash a little bit for tips and things like that but I love all inclusives um, one of my, my, my dream trip is Bali, um, Indonesia. Right. I have to, girl, it's so beautiful. But I don't know if I can do that 24-hour plane ride. Girl, um, you can do it. <laughs>
0: I've been on many and plenty, too many flights. It was over 13 hours.
1: Ooh. You can do it, girl. <laughs> oh, no, but I was like, somebody going to have to give me
0: some type of drugs or something. But I, I have girl, to I'm to telling Just bring you like those uh, little miniature bottles. You can get them on the plane. Yep. Drink, ask for some Coke or whatever you need to mix it with. (laughs) (laughs) you will be all right
1: (laughs) so i that's on my bucket list for 2021 if we if we get back to where we need to be um and i'll probably stay there for like 10 days you gotta make it worth it if you are gonna take 24 hours to get there you can't stay that three or four days you gotta stay you gotta stay for seven to ten at least so um i want to do that um but yeah i love traveling i love the girl love me a rooftop now you know I love going out to eat and just like enjoying myself enjoying my youth um before I settle down and have some kids and you know can't really do that type of stuff like I used to that is Um.
0: that is my (laughs) thoughts exactly I'm like look I'm who knows when I'm going to settle down who knows when I'm gonna be a mom and a wife but You know, until that time comes, I want to live my best life. Yes. And so when I have kids, I can be able to say, girl, I did that. I've been there. I did it. I've been there. (laughs) I did it all.
1: (laughs) I did it. I've been there. I I wrote the book. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm okay now. Like you know
0: how when you was younger your parents would be like, Girl, I've been there done that. (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So like I you ain't talking happy. about nothing new. Nothing. Me and you my girls. talking about we have nothing. this life. Uh
1: mm-hmm. oh huh. My my stepmom God used to say. My, my stepmom used to say the game and the game ain't changed. Ain't none changed but the players. She used to say that all mm-hmm. the time. She like so anything y'all think. <laughs> yes. Y'all doing or getting over old or whatever it's not happening. So.
0: Yep. I'm just like, my kid going to be like, she get on my nerves. She thinks she's this. She's the baddest thing. I was the baddest thing, okay? Exactly. I'm like, hold on.
1: Do you, do I need to pull out the photo shoots? Do you need the receipts? Okay. Right. Let let me show you how me and
0: your aunties <laughs> used to do it. Okay.
1: Now post this on your Throwback Thursday, okay? Right. Your, your mama, mama was look fine. Clean.
0: Back okay. in the day. Okay. <laughs> Before you if, mess my body up. Okay. Right. If, um, <laughs> if she get it from her mama was a person. Exactly.
1: Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So yeah, girl, it's just, you know, that's, that's my thing. I just want to be able to enjoy myself, enjoy my life. And then, you know, once I'm ready to settle down, have my kids and stuff, I'll be, I'll be done.
0: So definitely. Um, but yes, this, this has been a good catch up. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I think uh, what you're doing is super awesome. Um, you know, because my degree is in the same field as yours, I definitely be reaching out to you for some assistance as we already talked about. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, do you have any final words for the people?
1: Um, I would just say, and this is just my call out for everyone, you know, be, be someone's person. That's always my thing. Um, we have a lot of, in the black community, we have a lot of trauma that we deal with on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Be someone's person. I don't care if that's a younger person, an older person, all it takes and any traumatized person, all it takes is one person to be there for them that can change the entire narrative of how they turn out. So mm-hmm. I would say just find you someone, be their person. Maybe they, they can be yours. Maybe it can be an equal exchange relationship, but it might not be, you know. Um, and I think that's the most that you can give back to the world or the community is just being there consistently for somebody. So that's my
0: piece. <laughs> okay. So my, my last little words is just, you know, don't get caught up in what society think is normal. You know what I'm saying? Love yourself as you are. And if you Mm -hmm. feel like there are things that need to be changed, you know, understand what it's going to take to get you your desired effect, but don't be discouraged if you don't get overnight results because it don't work like that. Right. um, (laughs) But, um, you know, just love yourself unconditionally. Make you some words of affirmation if you know those definitely help just seeing this like constant reminder that you are beautiful, you are loved, you know, and you know, just be happy with Absolutely. yourself. And
1: Absolutely. if you want to
0: make changes, be okay with what you need to do to make those changes. Absolutely. So Brittany, you want to go ahead and tell people where they can follow you at on social media?
1: yes you guys can follow me on Instagram Um, I act a fool okay you will get all types of content in my stories Uh, you will get educated woke but you also will get ratchet so you can follow me on Instagram at queen um, dot nefer n-e-f-e-r dot Brittany b-r-i-t-t a-n-y on Instagram and I will definitely follow you back
0: yes she be cutting up on her (laughs) <laughs> I can't help but to laugh. I'd be like, oh no food, man. <laughs>
1: I uh, hopeful. Okay. <laughs> uh, another, thi- another thing that's not assumed about pretty women is that we are funny. I yes. mean, to I am fucking hilarious.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she definitely has a personality.
1: <laughs> right. That's another thing. We don't have any personality. We're not funny, but I do.
0: <laughs> but she does. So follow her on Instagram. You know, as always, you guys can reach out to me on Instagram at Kiki and with Coco. You know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, same name. Um, my website, Podcast.com. You know, I recently dropped my I'm Black 25 shirts, you know, just taking pride in being Black. So go ahead, copy one before they are sold out. Not sure if I'm going to bring them back. So go ahead and get you one. And, you know, if y'all have any questions, if y'all want to do a Ask Coco, you know, go ahead, submit your questions, and I will read them on a show, and me and my guests will give you a response. You know, whether you like the response or not, I can't say you will, but, you know, you will get an honest answer. So go ahead, hit me up. And as always, I appreciate you guys for tuning in and stay tuned for next week's episode. Bye. Bye.